0: Reverse Interview Podcast, episode 11.
1: Now is the perfect time to find your dream job, but it requires a fresh look and a unique twist. That's why Charles Woolsey is here, to extract proven solutions from today's experts and make your dream job a reality. Welcome to the Reverse Interview Podcast.
0: Get in, get hired, get promoted. Here's your host, who had to push his car to start it for eight years, Charles Woolsey. You just have to keep pushing when things don't start off the way you want them to. It was obvious with my car, but sometimes the same thing holds true in life. You just have to get outside of the comfort zone and push. My next guest, Adam Rico, went through his struggles finding a career that he enjoyed. He tried many things and had several careers before finding what he enjoyed. Along the way, he learned how to position and market himself for a new job. Sometimes it gets messy, but he kept pushing. Now he works in human resources and coaches people on the side to shortcut their journeys to finding meaningful work. He's also the author of Paid to Be You. Here's Adam Rico. So Adam, tell me what was your very first job?
1: Well, I suppose the first time I was paid to do something, uh, I I was paid to paint curbs at a Shell gas station. Um, (laughs) Back in the day, they used to have the, the... the gas pumps that were kind of elevated and there was this white space that went underneath the, the, you know, the gas tank. And, uh, and so I went around and painted those white because, you know, the cars would come up and, and scuff the sides. So, um, that's really the first thing I remember getting paid to do, you know, outside of my parents paying me an allowance or something. <laughs> so was that, was that,
0: <laughs> was that just at one station or do you do a lot of them?
1: Uh, just one station. We had a family friend, and he needed that done, and and I don't know, probably my mom volunteered me or something, and then I ended up over there and uh, painting curbs. Um, But you know, in terms of a a job with a you know a real paycheck and a boss and having to report, you know, I I would say that was Denny's. Uh, I worked at a Denny's and I was a dishwasher and busboy, so that was uh, that was a lot of hard work.
0: Yes, my son did that kind of work for a while, too. It's, it's not a lot of fun in a lot of cases. No. So you went on to school. What did you do there?
1: Right. So I went on to school. Uh, I majored in psychology, and I uh, was just fascinated by human psychology, human behavior, and decided that I wanted to go into mental health. And so from there, I, I got a master's degree in counseling and wanted to be a marriage and family therapist. So uh, graduated with, with that and went into marriage and family therapy. Well,
0: that makes sense. Did you enjoy that?
1: I enjoyed the school. Uh, I, I got into the field and I did that for about two and a half years. And I decided that it wasn't for me. And so I I did sort of a career overhaul. And so that that's really sort of where my book starts out. Uh, and, and you know, we could get into that more, I'm sure. But uh, that. It was a little bit of a, it wasn't something that I saw coming. I, I thought that I was always going to be uh, a counselor or, or in mental health, you know, when I started out. But uh, two years into it, I, I shifted gears.
0: So what was it about that? If you don't mind me asking, just briefly, what was it about it? You, you liked psychology. You wanted to, to help people. And you enjoyed that field. Was there something particular that, I guess I'm just trying to figure out, how do you know when something isn't for you?
1: yeah well, I think that was part of my challenges i you know I loved studying it, and I thought this is perfect for me. this is a great fit for my personality. Uh, I enjoy the subject and then you know the real world sort of slammed into my my life and uh, you know you 're dealing with with serious problems and issues it's it 's not about necessarily helping people grow and develop it 's about helping people who who are really in a bad place, uh, just get to sort of survival mode. Um, and I, I worked specifically with children, um, which was, you know, doubly heartbreaking, because a lot of times the kids didn't, they didn't have a lot of options in terms of resources and, and uh, parental guidance and things like that. And, uh, you know, at, at some point, it just started to wear on me emotionally. And I started looking at my career path, you know, 40 years down the road, and I, I didn't really like the options that I saw there. So I decided, you know what, I need to need to make a change here.
0: Okay. That makes a lot more sense. I can certainly understand that. So what, what was your next step when you decided you didn't really fit into that career field?
1: Well, so I went, I went through some career coaching. Uh, I talked to some, some other people, the you know, other sort of mentors of mine and, you know, try to figure out, well, what, what would I do next? Uh, and I wanted to stay in the mental health field. I'd, I put so much time into the schooling and, you know, I was kind of stuck in that, that paradigm and i did I did the worst thing you could possibly do, which is I just quit <laughs> <laughs> and I did it well, I had a loose plan um, my My plan was to uh, open a photography business and uh, w- which I did do uh, and and shoot weddings and, and senior photos and I, and I did that as well, so that that was sort of the the next way I started generating income was uh. You know we did uh, three or four weddings, I think after i I quit that uh, my job as a counselor um, but I, a, after about three or four months into it, I remember sitting down with a, a, a couple that was going to get married and and we were going through my portfolio and, and you know they were choosing which ones they liked or if they wanted to to go with me as their photographer um, and i can 't remember if they chose me or not, but I got home and I remember thinking, you know I'm not really that excited about this either. You know, I like the the creative aspect of it. Um, I like working with people. But it just wasn't energizing to me. And I kind of sat down and thought, you know what, I really need to figure out what it is I want to do to generate income, something that that I enjoy, something that aligns with with skills. And I had to figure out, well, how in the world am I going to get a job outside of mental health? Because that was really all I was trained to do at that point. And just going through my own process of figuring out you know, what, what skills do I have, what, what skills will be marketable, what do I enjoy doing, and, and through that process, I landed on human resources. Uh, that was an area that I, I was interested in. I thought this would be a great application of the skills that I had and, and um, my background. And so that's, that's the path that I chose, and, and that's the path really that I've been on um, for the last uh, almost 10 years now.
0: So you are able to deal with people and help them, I guess, use some of the things you use in school from psychology, but dealing with people at a much happier point in their lives, I guess.
1: Yeah, it, it's funny. You know, I, I kind of joke with, with my colleagues that, you know, they well, they joke with me. They say, well, your counseling background really comes in handy around here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, you know, people are people and, and we all have situations that we need assistance with and. Um, you know, sometimes that comes in handy in a business setting. Um, so I, I, I use my training, but, uh, you know, I apply that in a different way in a business setting, um, for an organization. And then I also do coaching with individuals as well.
0: I'd really like to talk about, you mentioned you wrote a book earlier in the conversation. Tell me a little bit about that and how, how that came to be.
1: Yeah. So the book's called paid to be you and the book's really about, determining how you're wired, and from there, that's how you can choose a career, choose what you love to do, find your passion, uh, all those sorts of things, uh, and, and it really was born out of my own experience. Um, you know, I, that was such a, a difficult time for me in, in many ways, and and I really felt like I had weathered that storm. I'd, I'd learned a lot. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes, and I thought, you know what, I, I'd really like to help others that or maybe in that same situation, or going through through the same sorts of career transitions that I was going through, or that I had gone through. And, and so it actually started out as a blog. Um, I started blogging about careers, and um, you know how to how to find what it, what it is that you love to do. And, and then that sort of turned into coaching. People contacting me and wanting some coaching for their situation to to navigate those transitions and. And at some point, I, I had a number of, of blog posts, and I thought, you know, I, I could probably – I probably have enough material to, to create a book. Um, and it turned out that I needed to create some more material. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I sat down and, and just sort of mapped out what, what do I want to write about. And uh, it, took me, it took me about nine months to write it. And then, um, and then, two or three more months to sort of do the yeah, self-publishing piece of it, and uh, and then, and then it was uh, I put it on Amazon in uh, at the beginning of this year, January 2014.
0: Good. Well, tell me some about some of the key takeaways if someone was going to read your book and what they would learn and get out of it.
1: Yeah, the, it's really sort of, it mirrors sort of the coaching process that I take people through. I, we look at four different areas, uh, and this is born out of my own experience, uh, you know, talking to other people, uh, you know, tons of research and reading, uh, other mentors of mine. So I really feel like this is a common uh, model that I think works well for people. And, you know, so we, there, there's kind of four areas that you look at in the book. And one is uh, look at, looking at your personality. That's really where I start with people. You have to know how you're wired. You know, some people uh, are very sort of logical, analytical. Uh, some people are, are are much more sort of empathetic and, and caring, and uh, they're people focused. And and you know, if if you're in the wrong job where you're you're being asked to use skills, and and you're in, in situations where you have to use those those skills that you're not as comfortable with, um, you're going to be miserable. So you, you really have to find out what makes you tick, and and from there. Um, that, that makes it a lot easier to s- select a, a career path, but that's just the first area because sometimes even though a job aligns with your personality, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a great fit all around. Um, so then we just start looking at people's strengths and skills. Um, we all have strengths and we all have skills and you have to look at, well, what are the skills that you, uh, enjoy using? Because, we all have skills, maybe that you know we're good at something. Maybe we could play the piano, but if we don't enjoy it, that's not really going to energize us. So we have to look at that that partnership between the skills that that you have and that you enjoy using. Um, and then we we look at values and and interests and and even dreams. You know, sometimes we forget about those dreams, things that we put on the shelf uh, a long time ago. And you know, maybe some of those might be uh, childhood things, and, and they're not really something that we could pursue you know I, I think i missed my window to be an nba player you know but <laughs> <laughs> but you know there the there's the seeds there that you can you can look at and evaluate and you know what what was it about that dream uh that, that made it your dream and and is there still something there but now maybe it's it's a different uh it, it can manifest itself in a different way now you know 20 years later or 10 years later or however long ago it was that you dreamed that um and just really honing in on, you know, what are the things that you find important in life? Because I find for myself and, and the clients that I've worked with that if you don't have that emotional connection to the work, uh, there there's going to be something missing there. If you don't think it's important and meaningful, then something's going to be lacking for you. So that's that's an important piece. And, and in the fourth area, we just look at um, what's uh, what's the market for the, the thing it is that you want to do, you know, is there somebody willing to pay you for your passion or, or the thing that you want to do, whether that's an employer, uh, or if you want to be self-employed, um, you know, is there a, a way to get paid for what it is you, you want to do? You know, you might be passionate about stamp collecting, but you know, I don't know, you may not find a job in stamp collecting. So you have to look at, at that piece as well. And the book mirrors that same process. There, there's those four areas in the book, um, and, and there's a lot of questions and sort of, um, opportunities to, to think about each of those areas in your own life. And, and hopefully by the end of the book, you have a pretty good idea. Uh, if, if you've thought through the questions of, of the direction that you'd want to go with your career.
0: So this is what you did just kind of intuitively when you were in one of these professions that didn't work out for you.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it was a, Pretty long process. You know, it wasn't you know, a 30 day thing. You know, for me it was it was multiple years and, and sort of trying things and discovering things about myself. And and you know, I don't I don't know that I have a, a total time frame, but uh you know, at some point I realized, yeah, you know, these are the four things that I really went through to discover what it is that I really enjoy doing. Um, and, and I, I, it's been an effective model for me and it's, and it's been an effective model for others that I've, I've worked with and helped.
0: I say, so you struggled through this process, but now that you've figured it out, you found a way that you can help other people shortcut this and get it down much quicker.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I hope, I hope that uh, I save people some, some pain and suffering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that why you were driven to write the book? Or I guess you said it kind of evolved, but at some point you decided it was, what was happening needed to be put into a book in one, one area.
1: Yeah, I I think so. It was, it was really driven out of wanting to help a lot of people. Uh, you know, I, I do coach people one-on-one, but I can only coach so many people, you know, I'm limited in terms of of my time. And I thought this is a great way for people that uh, may be struggling in in that area to to get that information and or, or maybe they don't want to hire a coach, maybe they don't they don't want to pay for it or they don't feel that that's helpful, but you know, they can buy a book and maybe this would help them too. So so yeah, I, I really think the motivation for me was was just to sort of get my thoughts and ideas on paper uh, and and hopefully help some people.
0: Do you have an example of someone that you worked with and what they were doing and how they were lost and what you coached them into finding?
1: Sure. Um, you know, a couple of people come to mind. You know, one person in particular, uh, a young woman that I, I coached, who, she had just graduated from college and she was working in a job, you know, sort of a, a college job that had turned into a full-time job, but it wasn't necessarily something she wanted to do for her career. and, and she was she was really lost. This was really um, affecting her emotionally. Um, she was she was withdrawing from from social situations, just you know getting depressed really because she didn't see a future for herself. She thought she was just going to be stuck forever not knowing what she wanted to do. and and, and we went through this process and helped her discover that, that she was a natural uh, nurturer and, and healer, and she wanted to apply that in, in a medical setting. And so she discovered she wanted to be a nurse, uh, and that that changed her whole world. I mean, she she started, you know, connecting with friends again. She started going out. She started um, just enjoying life. You know, I remember her saying that uh, she goes, yeah, the, the sky's a little bit bluer today, you know, uh, so, so that was pretty cool. And so – so she, we put together a plan for her, and and for her that involved going to school because she she just had the bachelor's degree and, and she wanted to be a nurse, so she needed to go to nursing school, and uh, and so that's the path that that she chose, uh, and and it was exciting to see her choose a career path, but I think more importantly, just uh, it, it was exciting for her to to elevate her life. You know, I think she was just in sort of a dark place and. And just having that clarity about her career really, really helped her uh, overall in her whole entire life.
0: That what was very striking when you're talking about that, that she's once she identified what she wanted to do, that she started reconnecting with friends and family. Because that really speaks to where you are in your heart, I guess, is when you feel like reaching out to other people again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we all <laughs> go ahead. Oh, and, and, and depending on personality types as well, you know, I think, I think people who tend to be more introverted, uh, they tend to withdraw much more easily. Those who are extroverted, you know, they they tend to be much more outgoing. And and so, uh, this person in particular was more introverted, and so I think that was that was her comfort zone was to just sort of withdraw and, and stay home and not not interact. So, um, that was that was something that we talked about as well. Is you know. That, that piece of her personality and, and honoring that, but also understanding the, the limitations she might be placing on herself as well.
0: Awesome. Now, I, you probably already mentioned it, but what was your biggest career hurdle and how did you specifically overcome it?
1: Yeah, well, right, I, I just that transition um, going from – a career path that I I thought I was locked into, thought I I was going to love, uh, and and ending up in a place I never would have imagined, um, and it was it was a bumpy road, you know. I, I I'm I'll be honest about that. It wasn't like I had a, a an epiphany one day and said, well, now I'm gonna go into the business side of things and do coaching. And you know, on, on Friday I ended my job and Monday I was on a new path. No, it was. It was multiple years of trying different things. Um, I had, had a string of different jobs. Um, you know, when I did decide that I wanted to go into human resources, um, I had no experience in that field. And so it's hard to get someone to hire you for a job where you have no experience because you're competing with a lot of other people who do have that experience. Uh, so, it, you know, I really had to learn how to market myself and position myself so that I became an attractive candidate uh, for, for an employer. Um, and that was hard. That was that was that was quite difficult. Uh, I, think I, you
0: met, I think you mentioned you had a coach at one point too. Was was that during this phase?
1: The coach actually was uh, when I was still uh, a counselor, trying to figure out what my next move was. And and it's funny. I, I think I might have written this in the book, or maybe it was a blog post. I can't remember. But um, her her sort of ultimate advice to me was, well, you seem to have a real passion for writing. Maybe somehow you could incorporate that into your work. And I thought, nah, that'll, <laughs> that'll never happen. You know, there's there's no jobs out there that say writer. You know, um, and and then lo and behold, you know, a number of years later, I, I had written a book. So you know, I think she was right about. I mean, she could sense that passion uh, for me that that I did love to write. Um, so uh, that was that was kind of interesting reflecting back on that. <laughs>
0: One of the reasons I do this and I ask the questions I do is because I like to get inside people's heads and, and not for my own sake, but for other people's just like you with the book to really see what was going on. Because, you know, we look at your bio, you, you did A, then you did B, then you did C and you're happy. But in reality, there was, it sounds like there was a lot of other little things going on in between as you were searching and testing and trying before you landed on something that you're really happy with now.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it was not a linear progression. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was it was messy. You know, I I would just say it's messy. And uh, careers can be messy. Um, Careers are difficult. You know, there are some things that are outside of our control. You know, sometimes uh, people lose jobs, even though they, they might love their job, they might lose it, you know, or uh, there's an economic downturn or you have a, a family situation, maybe you have a death in the family, you know, all kinds of things impact our careers. Uh, it's, it's, you know, our, our, our entire life is connected together and our career is one part of that life. And, and if something happens in another area of life, that impacts your career. So um, yeah, careers can be messy and, and uh, we have to sort of learn how to navigate those, those transitions.
0: And I think, when people naturally compare what's going on with them to others you know the grass is always greener they don't always see all that mess they just see the end result that man Adam's doing something he's really happy why can't I get there and the answer is sometimes there's some messy things in between
1: yeah, yeah absolutely
0: great last question I just want to ask you do you have a favorite personal development type book that you could recommend
1: that that's a great question. Um, uh, you know, that's sort of like choosing your favorite child, right? There's so <laughs> there's so many great books out there. Um, I suppose if I had to narrow it down to one, or one that I I come back to a lot, and maybe it's almost cliche at this point, but you know, how to win friends and influence people. That's uh, it's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, Dale Carnegie back I think in the 30s when he wrote that. But it really speaks to human psyche and and how how to connect with people, and you know if if we can understand how we impact others, we have options about how we choose to behave, and ultimately we can influence others uh, if if we understand how other people think and we can adapt our our behavior and actions to to, to influence them in a more positive way. So. That's something I, I revisit often um, because I, I often make mistakes in, in my interactions with people, and I go back. Oh, you know what? I forgot to do this, or mm-hmm. you know, I need to improve in this area. So, right that that'd be my favorite. I think.
0: Yeah, I don't remember who it was. I'm not a big sports guy, but there's some famous baseball player who was really really good and he said he all he did was work on the basics and everything else comes from that and to me that book is one of the basics it was the first book i read in the personal development area that really got me started because it really just boils down to you know the basics of how to treat people and how to interact and how to how to influence people
1: yeah that i think that's a great analogy with with sports you know i often think of of john wooden the the basketball coach for UCLA uh, I think he won seven college championships back in the '70s and he 's kind of regarded as the, the best basketball coach ever, or at least college basketball coach. And I, I remember reading something about him and at the beginning of the season, every year, you know, he had these these great players. The first thing he would do with them is have them untie their shoes and retie them. And because he said you have to start with with the foundational elements and build from there, and he said tying your shoes is the very first thing you have to do to play basketball, and if you don't do that well, you're not going to get anything else right. <laughs> and I thought that's you know that's such a huge life lesson. We have to have the the foundational elements uh, and then build from
0: there. Perfect. i li- I'll leave it with that analogy. I like it a lot. I like that book a lot, and I really loved hearing about your progression through your your career and how you made the changes and being willing to share with us that it gets a little messy at times sure it does thank you Adam thank you for your time
1: thank you Charles for the invitation I enjoyed talking to you and I hope hope it adds some value for
0: your audience this episode of Reverse Interview is over please visit ReverseInterview.com right now for more information about this episode and to get all of the insider scoop to land your dream job that's ReverseInterview.com We'll see you next time on the Reverse Interview Podcast.